0: Hello everybody Welcome to Addictive Tickle The only podcast with me the whole time Who is me? Me is me Taylor Clark That's right The host of Addictive Tickle Is again me With also Quinn Now having also Quinn Say hi to the people Quinn
1: How's it going people? And
0: that's enough out of you <laughs> Welcome everybody To another episode of Addictive Tickle. We're doing some crazy things on today's episode, like organization, segments, <laughs> the, That's where, the buck stops there. That's the end of the list. Otherwise, it's the same old rambling, esoteric, existential nonsense that you've grown to love. The first segment. Is getting to know our co-host This is a segment Hopefully we never do again (laughs) (laughs) Not because I don't want to get to know Anything more about our co-host Although that's part of it It's more because I hope we've reached The end of our (laughs) co-host Search (laughs) I care not To Uh hard sell my dream to another another person <laughs> in order to convince them to help. I've brought on a few people to help. Some of them have worked out. Some of them have not. But we know who we're talking about here. No, um, Quinn? What's up? We're going to get to know you. Okay. Not yet, okay. but soon. All right. A major segment that I continue to hope um, I continue to hope I hope that continues is something we've been doing on past episodes that I want to keep doing really bad which is how we here on Addictive Tickle are going to save the world but as a goof <laughs> so um, as you know I've come up with what I think are probably the most groundbreaking and uh, you know <laughs> Most effective ways to save the world And we're going to go over a couple of those ideas In more detail With updates on how they're coming along And then we're going to open it up to the audience For other ideas That would work And ways to execute them Because uh, like we all know <laughs> Taylor, Taylor isn't the guy who executes stuff I like to come up with the idea And put it out to the world and then ask Quinn to do it. You guys know how I work. <laughs> Quinn's 22. He's got more life to live on this planet than anybody. That's why he should care the most. I don't know anything about him. Maybe he does. My guess is he doesn't at all. <laughs> why would he be doing stand-up comedy if you give a shit? <laughs> about anything. But yourself... Oh, it's a selfish endeavor. You know, like a lot of people are like, oh, you're making people laugh. You're doing a good thing out there. You're like, most of the time they're not laughing. (laughs) And also, the laughter does more for me than it does for them. Isn't that sad? (laughs) It's not really. You do, it, it is a net gain on society, I think. If we're going to start the podcast here Like we do every week On a um, On a non-point I think It is a net gain on society On the world to have stand-up Comics Laughter is The number one way uh, Universally You show happiness Smiling and laughing And the more of that going on the better the world is, the more happy people are. It's visible, it's measurable. That's why I think the only way to save the world is to make it funny. <laughs> not like make the world funny. Just like whatever you do to save the world has to be have a meme or something behind. It's just not gonna work otherwise. You gotta troll somebody <laughs> into saving the world. I think. But just a little teaser. Of some of the uh, new ideas I got cooking. Stay to the end of the podcast and find out. How are we going to save the world this week as a goof? <laughs> oh, you have to stick around till after my interview with Quinn, which begins now. Oh, he's a cause of addictive tickle. <laughs> Of a co host, more of a fly on the wall with a camera
2: <laughs>
0: and a computer. Oh, let's get to know Quinn. I think his last name is Fitzgerald. Yeah. I don't know him. He might be, uh, you know, gay or something. Let's find out. Hey, <laughs> Quinn. What's up? First question uh-huh. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Are you gay? I, I'm, not, I'm oh. not. So much for this podcast having any uh, diversity. <laughs> you just so you guys know, Quinn told me he was gay. That's oh. why I brought him on.
1: Uh, I'm very gay.
0: Wait, no, you didn't tell me you were gay. Um, Everyone else did. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. We're not. Oh. We're not that kind of, of podcast.
1: around okay. Um, no, I'm, I'm not gay. <laughs> okay. um, unless that. I, I unless that's what it needs to happen to keep this show going. Well, co-host. <laughs>
0: I tell you what, the uh, the quarterly review is going to be a lot more awkward if you're not
1: gay. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll be gay for Forbes. That's what I'll do.
0: Now we're talking. That's how you get along in this world, people. You be gay. <laughs> All right, Quinn. Um, let's get into it. Who is you? Where are you from?
1: Uh, I am born and raised uh, in Seattle, I West Seattle mostly. West
0: Seattle. West what's Seattle. that what's West? what's the West Seattle stereotype?
1: Um white and awkward that's pretty much the west seattle stereotype. <laughs> no no west seattle the
0: way no, it's got to yeah. be something different than all of seattle
1: uh there's still some mom and pop shops but those are you know but th- there's a few of those and west then, seattle
0: well, we still got mom
1: and pop shops pretty much we
0: haven't yeah. been taken over by starbucks qfc they're working <laughs> on it
1: um and uh i spent a little bit in texas when i was younger i had there. I was there for a few years because uh, my dad's work so we were over there for a bit yeah, so dead. your
0: dad has a job. My dad has a job. Way to brag. Oh. Well, you know we're in a pandemic. A lot of people don't have jobs, Quinn. Maybe you shouldn't be rubbing that in everyone's face. No. What's your dad's job?
1: He works at Boeing.
0: He works at Boeing. Yeah. Everybody fucking works at Boeing from around works here. Boeing. Everyone's dad's work is at Boeing. That's very true. All right. So just another non-original thing about you, Quinn. <laughs> no. Um, what's your dad do for Boeing?
1: Um, I don't know, and I'm legally not allowed to know, I think. Ah,
0: so, so your dad's actually in the CIA. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: don't know, but he's a... Like-
0: Quinn's dad's a narc. That's why he's actually on the show. He's spying on me. I am. My, my dad is paranoid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's And that's what's rubbed off on me. I think everybody's in the CIA. Everybody is in the spy business, and they're watching me. That's why my garage is laced with tinfoil. <laughs> Even then, they find their way in by sending a little boy named Quinn. That's nice. Found your way past the tinfoil, Quinn. <laughs> your dad works for the CIA, a Boeing, um, and um, what's your mom do?
1: Uh, my mom writes. She's a writer.
0: That's what's she write?
1: Uh, like novels and stuff.
0: Not, your mom is a novelist?
1: Yeah, my mom's a novelist.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Successful?
1: Uh, Somewhat, yeah. Pays the bills? Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, no day job?
1: No day job. That's a
0: novelist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't know if you listened to the episode where I introduced Eddie Take-a-Hats.
1: <laughs> Eddie Take-a-Hats? Eddie take Ads He's
0: a character I do okay. He's popular <laughs> But he is shocked That your mom is a novelist yeah. That's why he popped down a- Whoa No no Day job Now we're talking She's writing books over here um, That's pretty cool What are her books about?
1: Uh, She's just like uh, Werewolves and stuff <laughs> Sorry, I haven't really.
0: That heard was bad. that was a I gotta be honest. I
1: Werewolves. I I gotta be honest. I haven't read them, but you, I've not a heard, one. No, I've heard they're good. Um, from uh, people just, who read
0: werewolf books. Yeah,
1: like reviews and stuff. Or nice. You know, uh, you know who reads a lot of werewolf
0: books. Eddie Dickerts Eddie Dickert. You know, I've, I've read a lot of werewolf books But your mom, man, now that she knows how to describe a werewolf
2: <laughs>
0: Other books are like, you know, they traditional descriptions Hairy, sharp teeth, mean, drooling Your mom uses such flowery adjectives, you know She's
2: like, <laughs> that's
0: how I know she's a real novelist, a real werewolf novelist And she's like she, said, she says things in her books like, uh, God, I wish we had quotes so we could pull. She says things like, those sharp, penetrating fangs that are being released from the soft, voluptuous gums of Harry. Now, her character names are not creative. Who names a werewolf Harry? You know, I have my criticisms of your mom's work, but, but uh, and character names are them. But the, the way she describes the fangs, I mean, I'm telling you, it gives me a little werewolf boner.
2: A, a werewolf,
0: <laughs> all on, little... A were-boner? A were-boner only comes out during a full moon. <laughs> <laughs> that is a different kind of erectile dysfunction. <laughs> Not in the Viagra commercials. Also works for were-boners that only come out during full moons. <laughs> Side effects include wear boners that only come out during full moons. Sometimes you take Viagra, and the boners only come out during full moons. Those are known as wear boners. If you have a wear boner that lasts longer than six hours, please consult a medical professional or your doctor. Your mom is going to hack all of this for her next big
1: book. (laughs) Oh, yeah. What's
2: Eddie your Take a Hats name? is gonna make an appearance in a novel. Go, uh... She's gonna
0: be bummed about this, but uh <laughs> let's I'll just make up we can't use your mom's real name. We already know her last name is Fitzgerald. Does she have a pen name? Uh
2: she has a pen name.
0: She does have a pen name. Okay, pen. so we'll just call her Mama Mama Fitzgerald. Nobody will ever find her. So this is <laughs> This is a water cooler. Eddie Take a Hats is work. Hey guys, I'm assuming you guys all read the new Mama Mama Fitzgerald Werewolf book, titled Wereboner. (laughs) Yeah, it's a big hit. Get this. I came up with that idea on the Addictive Pickle (laughs) Podcast. Yeah, it was all my idea. And it just so happens her son is like a, like a spy for the CIA or something. <laughs> so he spilled the beans about my idea to his mama. Mama, Mama Fitzgerald. And she put it in a new book. Now, some people would get mad about this, you know, because, yeah, I could have made a million dollars if I wrote Bona* myself. But I tell you what, as a fan... I'm just flattered she liked my
1: ideas.
0: (laughs) Not mad at all. Anyway, back to the old sawmill.
1: (laughs) Oh, where's the sawmill? I lost four fingers in the sawmill last (laughs) time. Okay. (laughs) Which fingers?
0: Oh, these ones. Quentin, you have to animate my hand going up.
1: (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) That's... (laughs)
0: Mama, Mama Fitzgerald stole Eddie's idea for a wear bonus. Where well, she got the nerve, nobody knows. Probably because she knows she's untouchable. Her husband's in the CIA. Nothing can touch her when your husband's in the CIA. Yeah, that was nice. <laughs> um, so your mom is a novelist. Your dad works for Boeing. You grew up in West Seattle with some stints in Texas. Yeah. Where you learn to shoot a gun, right? Oh yeah. Is this yeah, true? I, no, no, it's you not even that a guy. Uh,
1: my <laughs> uncle, big fan though, big fan, uncle. Uh, that he's a lot of family in Arizona, so they're uh, a little bit more, uh, right leaning over there, and a little bit more, uh, you know. The, the the gun idea is a little more fun over there, a little more uh, loose, you know. So they're uh, they're into that, but not my family really. Um, there is there is a uh, this is true. The, I did go downstairs once, and there was a hunting rifle. Hey, let's stop for a second. Okay. How?
0: Let's take a vote. Who thinks this story is gonna be good?
1: <laughs> Hold on.
0: I've All right, told let's go. Of, I vote yes. Already. I think so. I'm positive. Okay. Around here story. on Addictive Tickle, we think all of Quinn's ideas are good.
1: Oh, uh, that's, that's a dangerous place. Um, no, but uh, <laughs> and
0: uh, his stories aren't bad either. Go I, ahead.
1: I went downstairs and there was a hunting rifle. Oh, boy! All right, let's get
0: let's get let's get some uh, <laughs> let's get the right music in here. All right, first Quinn's stories. This you got to keep. Are you keeping notes now of stuff that happens? I am keeping happens? notes. Yeah. All right, this is something you got to keep track of. What beats we use for which segment? Okay. Um, I have only a, sol- a X amount of beats that I can use on my keyboard here, and I only have select amount of sounds that I can make. Now, there's a long list, okay, but we will eventually run out. Um, so for Quinn's stories, let's go with, I'll let you decide, because these are your stories, um, between Hawaiian guitar, organ, or saxophone.
1: Saxophone.
0: Oh, I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> you know why, guys? We all know saxophone is the corniest of the horn instruments. Oh
1: yeah. So. <laughs> oh, quit.
0: You signed yourself up for something. All right, let's go.
1: All right, so I go downstairs and there's a gun leaning against the wall, and my parents, you know, they're real left leaning people, and I, I, I have like, I've like been like, hey, like, what do you think about? uh, gun stuff, and they're like, well, it's a complicated topic, and, uh, I think my dad made the gun, but I'm not sure, he knows woodworking and stuff, he's, like, next to a workbench of his, and it's an unspoken topic, um, I think it's for house protection, but it might be so I do the dishes, I'm not sure. But, uh, yeah, it's a fun little thing. That's, like, the whole story It's, like, it's a fun little We got a gun Quinn, downstairs
0: you, Your dad would shoot you if you did do the
1: dishes? I, he's gone He, I don't know I don't want to rule it out
0: Has he shot you for anything else?
1: I don't know if you've had a dad in the CIA before But they are comfortable <laughs> with guns it's...
0: A lot of guys at and keep a gun with a silencer by the
1: door Oh, yeah <laughs> Yeah, you know those, uh, those engineers I had
0: <laughs> Um, Okay, so your dad's into guns. In Arizona, there's a. Th- this is where the story is taking place, correct? Okay. Uh,
1: well, no, this is here. This is here. Oh, okay. In uh, West Seattle, in the the depths of West Seattle,
0: where there's still mom and pop shops, Oh, West Seattle, you can still walk around and catch a old timey Boeing employee just polishing his government.
2: Licensed
0: (laughs) weapon Government (laughs) licensed Government issued weapon Oh and you can see him Threatening his son with a (laughs) shot To the head over a couple Of spots on a On a glass mug Oh West Seattle We love you Continue your story Quinn
1: that's the end of the story. <laughs>
0: you just <laughs> saw, a I gun? saw a
1: gun, and it's just been there for like two years, and no, they've never said anything about it. They, um, I don't,
0: Luca. It's not, or, I, this is you. I'm gonna be kind of a parent to you. That's why I just called you my son's
1: name. Okay. I was like, Luca, look, you can't be just. <laughs> I'm, I'm Luca now. Yeah. You, this
0: is... <laughs> listen, listen, son. <laughs>
2: listen,
0: listen. Okay. You gotta ask your parents like, what's going on with that gun? Here's the reason: they might not know it's there. Someone could be hiding a weapon in your house. Uh, your dad works for the CIA. As far as you know, that's a fucking plant. Someone could be framing you for murder. If right. you see a gun, you'd be like, "Hey, whose gun is this?" Any, this is just a good rule of thumb, Gwen. Yeah. Because your mom and dad might be like, "Gun," and you'd be like, "Oh boy, that's been there for two years." In come the fucking feds. Yeah. And then you're like. I thought you were in the CIA, Dad. When well, he's supposed to protect us against this kind of stuff, and he's like, "I told you, I work for Boyne. You gotta stop doing that podcast, going. He's putting all kind of crazy ideas in your head."
2: <laughs>
0: um. All right. So whoever bet against that story uh, was right. You win.
1: <laughs> and I
0: hey, I got a good story. One time, I saw a gun. All right. Oh, uh, wait, wait, dude. I, I misunderstood the definition of story. Right. I just wanted to say a thing that happened. <laughs> all right. Pl-
1: plot, plot reveal. You ready for plot thought reveal? Thought
0: reveal. All right, all right. so you're new. Okay, we, we'll have a different sound for Quinn's stories. Okay. Thought reveal sound, the old saxophone. Oh, no, all right. right, give us another thought reveal. Right. It's,
1: it's my gun, and I've killed three people, and I just felt like my parents <laughs> take okay. the Okay, all right, all right. A
0: thought reveal is not a oh. made-up confession either. Oh. I'm sorry. A thought yeah. reveal is just like a, oh, yeah, I saw a gun once.
1: I'm going to recreate
0: your thought reveal Okay, okay Hey y'all, my name's Quinn Fitzgerald (laughs) One time I don't remember exactly when Maybe two years ago I saw A gun Thought Reveals What's Taylor's Thought Reveal? We go synth Yo (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes When I give my son a hug He knees me in the dick and I'm starting to think it might be on purpose. Taylor Clock <laughs> thought reveals.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alright, let's test Quinn. How you doing on notes? What sound are Quinn's thought reveals?
1: Saxophone. Nailed it!
0: And Taylor's?
1: Synthesizer.
0: Boo oh, baby. Um variation two for both of those. Okay. Wait, no, no. no. Hold on. No, that's it Variation Oh, right, right, right Hold on Yeah, variation one Wow You guys really seen behind the curtain On the Addictive Tickle production detail Alright, so we have um, We have gotten all the way up to your parents' jobs
1: (laughs) Yeah.
0: Still know not a goddamn thing about Quinn But he's only 22 So we don't have How far can we go really? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Alright You went to high school?
1: I did go to high school. You went
0: to elementary school?
1: I did go to that also. You skipped also. middle school? I did not.
0: Well, oh, okay. Um, how was middle school?
1: Uh, middle school was great. I uh, went. To, what? I, I For you? I went to- I had like Well, now thing. we're getting
0: crazy. I, you can't make stuff up, Quinn.
1: I, 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 you had
0: a good middle school experience. It was- Every single person I know had a bad one. You- And you you look like you're in middle school. (laughs) I can't imagine you had a great middle school experience. Please tell me why it was so great.
1: Well, it was actually the best uh, school experience I probably had was middle school. Um, Wow. All the other ones were pretty rough. But I had a good middle school. Or not rough. Elementary,
0: bad. Elementary, High school, horrendous. Middle school, time you your life. Middle
1: school, solid. Solid middle school. So... uh, I went to this like it's like I went to uh, private school from middle school. The only private school I went to. I went to middle school private.
0: Middle school private?
1: And that was Middle fun. school private, that sounds like a porno. It does. That like a um, really like an illegal porno. But I had uh, <laughs> I had a good middle wait school.
0: Wait a second. Why is it illegal? What if I didn't know pedophilia was illegal?
1: <laughs> <laughs> what if this you just like came out right here you're like it's fine. Uh, <laughs> uh go ahead. <laughs> no, it was, it was a good middle school though. It was this like kind of uh, uh, hippie-ish, like outdoorsy school. Did hippie-ish, outdoorsy stuff, school. Which uh, I was not good at hiking, but it was a fun thing to do instead of class sometimes. And uh, wait,
0: was it a fun thing to do instead of class?
1: Hiking and stuff.
0: Did you learn any math on your hiking trips? Um, World history.
1: I, yeah, we learned some math, like uh, how much Latin. We, we did. There was a Latin class actually.
0: On the hiking trail?
1: No, not on the hiking trail. That'd be fun. I'm like sure
0: your teacher would point to plants and be like, "The Latin name for this is cumbucket."
1: <laughs> did
0: you know I speak Latin? I did not know. <laughs> you got to listen to the podcast more. I'm sorry. Um, that's blackberry bush. Cumbucket in Latin. Anyway, go ahead.
1: Um, yeah, and then we uh, yeah we had a Latin class. We had uh, we went on the hike hikes a decent amount, and. Um, the classes i don't think were that good because i went to a normal high school after that and was not prepared for a lot of it but it was uh it was a fun few years where i sort of like just w- like had an easy middle school and the people there are all very were all very sheltered and uh not aggressive and uh it was a fun few years and, and yeah. then and then i went to high school And I like, uh, immediately it was just like everyone smoking weed and uh, cigarettes and all these things. And, um, I was just like, I was like this weird, you know, just came from a private middle school kid. And, uh, I got in with the gamers. That was my tribe. Got into what? I got into with gamers with like the gaming gamers. Yeah. And, uh, I thought yeah.
0: you said gainers. Gainers, yeah. You know those Gym. that dive that you do where you run forward and do a backflip?
1: Yeah. <laughs> those are my friends. <laughs> you know, every high school <laughs> has that gang
0: of gain- gainers. Hey, don't, don't make fun. Those are my friends. They don't do traditional dives, just gain- gainers. Yeah. I um. mean, you'd have been lucky. Those are the coolest kids in school, <laughs> and as far as I know.
1: Yeah, probably. But
0: no, you, you were in the, the
1: gamers, the video gamer, gamers. Video gamers. But those
0: are cool kids now. Everyone's a gamer now. Yeah, not You're, then, though. But they
1: were still... Yeah,
0: not then. That was like six months ago.
1: <laughs> they were uh, they were still... Um, I mean, they weren't... It wasn't like... Uh, they weren't like the the worst group you could be with, but they were just kind of like very uh, introverted uh, people. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And, yeah, and just, yeah, I would play video games for, like, whatever, like, as many hours as I could. And, would you
0: uh, have considered yourself a video game addict?
1: At the time, yeah, probably. But not now? Not now, no. How many I've, hours
0: I don't do you play video games now?
1: Uh, not at all. Like, maybe one, like, a couple hours a month or something.
0: And is that because of your coming to terms with your addiction?
1: <laughs> no, I just, got, I just got stuff going on, and I'm, uh, Oh, you're too good for video too, games now? I'm above it now. That's the thing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's like the guy who quits drinking and is like, you know, I never really hit a rock bottom, but uh, I just think uh, it's better for my body without it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's literally <it> with me. <laughs>
2: oh, you're, you're sober, right?
0: I'm so I'm California sober, as they say. Sober with weed. Yeah. And I'll still do mushrooms. And I'll, I'm drunk now. <laughs> uh, no, I don't drink anymore. It's been a couple of years, and it's mostly because of comedy because I was just like having to make all these you know rules I'm out at bars every single night and I gotta be like this night I can have one but this night I can't and it was just so much easier to be like no but just none And and since I quit drinking all of the benefits of not drinking have just piled up and piled up and keep piling up and a lot of that Quinn is because I lived in New York for 10 years where you're allowed to be drunk the whole time
2: yeah You never have to stop drinking No one
0: drives And everybody's drunk All the time There's always reasons To just keep drinking And And uh, I didn't even realize How much I was Really drinking Until I stopped And had to look back And be like Oh boy Yeah (laughs) Jeez Louise Me and God I'm such a dad now I don't think I said Jeez Louise Ever In my first 30 years of life And since I had my kid I was Ooh Jeez Louise (laughs) All the fucking time Anyway Golly gee, was bonkers! I used to drink a lot. My goodness gracious! <laughs> I sound like an Irish priest now. <laughs> oh, when I used to live in New York City, I'd the booze. It just it run like a river right down my, right down my throat. I'd be drinking in the afternoon. I'd be drinking in the evening. And when I'd wake up, a bloody Mary or two would find its way. Into my hands and down my throat they would go. And that's when I was like, you know, uh, maybe don't be drunk all the time. (laughs) You'd be a better dad and a better comedian. And the money you'd save, not to mention um, no no DUIs, no risk of DUIs. (laughs) Anyway, it adds up. Your dad's in the CIA Your mom's a novelist You had a great Middle school experience Because you went to some Fucking hippy dippy Granola school Where they're not allowed To look at you For too long um, Yeah Right yeah, Too pretty, aggressive Pretty Too accurate. much aggressive eye contact They regulate that At the private schools
1: Yeah they Yeah they do They uh, It's like that And like swearing And if you do either uh, Yeah It's like extra Latin classes And a nice little <laughs> Slap with the ruler yeah, They <laughs> it, was, it was fun It was a very relaxed Few years and, and then um, you
0: gamed all through high school. Games? Let me guess, no pussy. <laughs>
1: no, 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 no. Well, actually, I did. I dated a girl in junior year, uh, which was cool. But um, there you
0: go. Yeah. Um. Just so you guys know, um, I'm not a bully.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, isn't it awful? I bring him on. I'm like, all right, let's go over some of that high school trauma. Stupid.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no. Was-
0: all right, ugly. Tell me some more about how it went. <laughs> You fucking fucking virgin loser! Um, no, but, but just so you guys know, I had a terrible high school experience.
1: You just learned Latin, was it?
0: We'll go into it later. Oh. We're covering Quinn today.
1: Okay. Um, I also got really into photography in high school and cool. uh, got, got pretty good at it. Um, and you any uh, awards? Uh, I got a few local ones, yeah. And then go. I was gonna go to college actually. For I was gonna go to this fancy art school and didn't last minute because it was too expensive. But that was uh that So was no planned. college? No, well, I some community college, but uh, yeah, not really. Um, Latin,
0: what'd you take?
1: Oh God, I took whatever was easy. I took like some drama classes. I failed a painting class at one point. Oh,
0: there's nothing worse than failing a painting class.
1: <laughs> I showed up <laughs> to finals, need? and I didn't realize it was finals at, or midterms as it was. And then after that, I just like walked out and like didn't come back. <laughs> and that was my painting class um i was i'm real i'm not a, i was just real bad at school at the time i was new in stand-up and that was like what was world.
0: finals of painting class where you showed up and you were like oh, i didn't study but it, i'll it, just it was, leave
1: it was just a bigger painting you're supposed to bring
0: bank a bigger painting you were like this is hard
1: yeah yeah i, I didn't have a painting i forgot Two weeks of school.
0: If I wanted to, if I wanted hard classes, I would have went to regular college. Exactly. It was this is
1: big painting,
0: highbrow, fucking brainiac bullshit. <laughs> so you get it? You fucking college elite <laughs> think you're so fancy with your big paintings. Here in West Seattle, we only we need our mom and pop shots and our little baby paintings, yeah, and we're just fine. This is Quinn Fitzgerald, son of CIA agent and mama 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 Fitzgerald, the novelist.
1: Signing out. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Yeah, man. It was uh so yeah, I did that and um got into stand up at uh when I was 19 and been doing that since and yeah. It's pretty much
0: yeah, So just, you're uh, 22. You yeah. started doing stand up at 19 right after you walked out of that fucking Paint glass final and run into the fucking comedy club.
1: Pretty much, yeah. That about sums it up pretty nicely. And, uh, yeah, and been doing... And I, I ate shit for a while and still sometimes do and do comedy now. And it's uh, it's fun.
0: Hey, you. so you're three years into comedy. Yep. And I'll give you a compliment. I don't give most people oh, okay. who are three and a half years into comedy. You're not terrible.
1: Oh, thank you. <laughs> That's very nice.
0: No, I mean you're really not terrible, and I—I'll I, be honest. I think everybody's pretty fucking awful.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much.
0: Like you're fun to watch. Like I watch even when you're bombing. I like to watch you dance. I like you. <laughs> the, you my favorite comics usually are the ones who squirm the funniest.
1: I do I do a little shimmy when I'm bombing. I do a little something. What? I do a little shimmy when I'm bombing. I do I do a little dance. I do a little, you know.
0: If if you start. <laughs> now that i've told you how i feel about you yeah if you start playing it up you'll lose it oh yeah if you like literally start doing a fucking jiggle every time (laughs) you fucking bomb a joke i've seen people do it i'm not gonna do it but i've seen it happen i'm gonna i'm if you start doing that i will decrease the percentage of your patreon
1: take home oh okay (laughs) i start dancing on stage
0: currently zero i uh i saw not a great threat
1: I saw a guy do that one. I saw a guy at a alt mic bomb, and he started doing a little shimmy, and he was killing with the shimmy, and I was next, and I'm like, I know I'm going to (laughs) bomb. If if this is what kills, I'm fucked.
0: Oh, that's the worst. (laughs) I got my name on the list of this open mic, and I know I'm next, and I'm sweating right through my shirt. I got a couple jokes on the list and I know they're funny If I could just work up the nerve But the comic before me, he's dancing He's humping the stool and he's prancing He's doing impressions and he's singing songs And that's how I know I'm gonna bomb I'm gonna bomb I know I'm gonna bomb But I get up on stage, I feel the mic and the lights and the hitting my face And I read through my jokes, I go down the list And then that's when I feel the little creepy shit coming off the side of my butt cheek, Slipping down my leg, now it's on the stage And everybody's laughing cause I shit my pants And I guess that's now, that's now my new act
2: I'm the guy
0: who shits his pants Whether it's a showcase or an open mic And I'm last, I always shit my pants (laughs) (laughs) Now I know why those other comics do a dance It's just a way to get some easy laughs And a lot easier than writing good jokes (laughs) But now I'm that comic who shits his pants I'm on TV, I gotta show business Big Hollywood contracts At 8 p.m. tonight on NBC, see me just shitting my fans live on TV. We didn't get picked up for season three, <laughs> and I'm so sad. No career to fall back on. Everybody's done of seeing me shit my pants on TV. Back to the open mic, I go. Gonna finally put in some time to writing jokes. But at least an hour got a swimming pool house in the hills. No regrets. I'm glad I shit my pants. <laughs> As a bit. Here's the point, guys. Um, there's no right way to do stand-up comedy. <laughs> um, so anyways, uh... <laughs> um... When you are um, new in comedy and someone is going up before you and they are doing impressions, accents, humping the stool, singing and dancing, I don't care how good you are, the only way, here's the thing, if they're doing bad, it's great. Because then you have, it's so easy to roast someone who's just being a fucking court jester on stage for three minutes at an open mic. That's great. That gives you a nice layup when you start your set. What the fuck was that? That's all you got to say, you know? Uh, But if they're doing well Oh boy <laughs> That's how you get the blues and That's when you start Shitting your pants as a bit You're like how do I follow this <laughs> I remember one time someone was doing that Quinn and I was like the whole time, normally you're thinking of a joke. You're like, all right, I'm going to open with this joke, or I'm going to work it on this bit. And you're kind of in your head right before you go up while the other comic is on, being like, oh, I don't want to do a joke that's too similar. Or, oh, I have a joke that's kind of like this. So it'll be good. Like, you're in your head analyzing all of your potential choices, comedic choices, to make before you take the Stagia um, stage. Again, I took Latin. So the... <laughs> The, the time I was watching this dude go up, he was murdering, and he was like, Brody hell! And he was just doing stupid accents and, like, shaking this stool. and yeah. would be like, I'm a pirate! I don't know. I forgot what he was doing. It was stupid. <laughs> it was that dumb. Yeah, sure. But he was murdering, you know? Like, pirate this, and all eye patches, right? I don't know. It was so stupid. Um, But the whole time I was thinking about, like, how am I going to prop fall? And I was, like, thinking, like, the only way to follow this is to go on stage and just, you know, fall down hilariously I, I don't know I was only nine years into comedy so I was you know um, my instincts were not good the point is um, I didn't end up doing the prop fall I ended up uh, telling a joke that was fine and this is a lesson just do your fucking jokes <laughs>
1: I didn't try to, like, shimmy, match the guy's shimmy or anything. You didn't, you know? right? No, what
0: did no. you do? Did you match the guy shimmy?
1: No, no, I did. I tried to do some uh, new, I think I opened with a new bit or something. I did something stupid like that. But I did jokes. I did, uh, you know, I just did uh, my thing. Uh, they weren't into it, but, you know, so whatever. it didn't go well. It had, no, it didn't go well at all. you made the
0: right choice.
1: <laughs> I think so.
0: I mean, a better choice would have been to be funny. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That would have been. Would it be
0: great if that was just a choice you could make?
1: I think it'd be funny if people didn't make that. choice. You get those
0: kind of advice <laughs> from people when you first start out. People people be like, "Yeah, you know, you should just be a little funnier, be confident, or something." Like something you're just yeah. like, "Oh,
1: you're right." I, one time, a guy told me I should be more like Chris Rock. That was his advice. He was like, "He's like, I liked your set, but you know what would make it even better is if you were more like Chris Rock." This is at a bar in uh, Ballard.
0: And I bet you it took him the whole night to think of that compliment. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Or at least like he might have thought, or more likely he thought of it right away. He's watching. He's like, this guy would be better if he was Chris Rock. Yeah. (laughs) And then he was like, I'm going to tell him. And he spent the whole night being like, when is the right right opportunity? I'm just going to sneak up and be like, hey, and I'm going to change this guy's fucking life.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He never thought of this before <laughs> yeah
0: bet he never even did he one he probably doesn't know who Chris Rock is kids today <laughs> and two if he all of a sudden was more like Chris Rock I bet you he'd get on TV I mean it worked for Chris Rock <laughs>
1: <laughs> Chris rock got on that way
0: he, he Chris Rock was Chris Rock he got on TV so a lot of people don't know that if you were just more like him you'd be more likely to get it's get on TV I mean it's easy math. <laughs> and now you've been doing comedy for three years Yep. Nowhere near Chris Rock level Yet <laughs> no. You know what I'm next When I see Chris Rock When I meet him Soon um, We're working on a project together Announcement <laughs> He's uh, he, we're, The project we're working on He's actually going to be the general manager Of my Taze Bidets store
1: Oh okay, you're gonna Chris Rock's I'm manager. paying him
0: well. Don't worry. Yeah, okay. He's not doing it for free.
1: Like twenty an hour, or what are you doing? What? What is his wage. What are you doing for? Eighty k. Oh okay. <laughs> Pretty good for a general manager.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no benefits. It's young. It's a young company. I can't do that yet. Anyway, uh, the uh, oh, fuck. What was I gonna say? Um, when I tell Chris, when I meet Chris Rock, I'm gonna be like, Hey, Chris Rock. You'd be a lot funnier if you were more like Quinn. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Just Quinn?
0: Yeah, yeah. Mama Mama Fitzgerald's son. Oh. He's a comedy he's a comedy guy now. And you would really benefit. And maybe you'd finally get out of this general manager position if you're just a little more (laughs) funny, you know, like Quinn. Anyway, Chris Rock, your shift (laughs) tomorrow is uh um been doubled. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got a problem with it? We just quit.
0: <laughs> There's nobody hiring right now. Um, And now you're doing comedy. Not terribly. For three years. Well, probably terribly. For, well, <laughs> the first. when you first started... You know what's cool about this, Quinn? Is I have been watching you, I think, the whole time.
1: Uh, Probably, or, or pretty much, yeah.
0: Because you started... Uh, at laughs where is a place I frequent
1: Yep Yeah like uh, I started getting up there Pretty regularly Around like the And Tony
0: hour. V's Which is another Open mic that I but, frequent
1: well, Yeah Which, which oh, I don't wanna I was gonna mention You wanna promote her. Your stupid I, I can, fucking can show can Quinn my on my parties. show I, I can I cannot do it For mm. all of
0: my listeners Who live in North Everett Oh yeah There's a great Open mic On Mondays That is hosted by um, The son but, of Mama Mama Fitzgerald uh, yeah. Quinn and Otherwise known as the co-host slash producer yeah. <laughs> slash professional interrupter of addictive tickle and um, Adam Tiller, yep. your your um,
1: my Aryan friend, your Aryan friend. <laughs> he looks very Aryan. Yes, but, he does. But uh, he's, um, he's not. I don't think. But <laughs> he's a good dude. But, uh,
0: anyway, I'm so glad yeah. to sneak in this open mic commercial yeah. on the podcast. But, I actually, <laughs> I'll be honest, I'm super excited about these guys taking over this room. North Everett has a void. Uh, Everett in general has a comedy void that is desperate to be filled. There's a lot of people out here who want to go to shows. Yeah. And if they can get this open mic cracking, then they can start doing real shows and even weekends... And maybe eventually give old Taylor a paycheck. I have a feeling I will be getting a paycheck from Quinn before I give him one.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll see. But anyway, that is a, that is an exciting development in uh, in comedy, in the local
1: comedy scene. Very exciting. Sorry to derail the thing, though. But you were saying, se- yeah, you've s- seen me. I've, I've, started I've been watching you
0: for a couple of years, which is cool. It's not a lot of open micers I can say that about. And I will, to your, I'll give you a credit, and this is the same compliment I gave Adam, is uh, you guys, I knew from the moment I met you that you were in it for life, for better or worse. (laughs) And I, and I, that's only a compliment to comics who, (laughs) who know that they, who know what that means. Yeah. Because there's a, a large element to comedy is just not quitting. Mm-hmm. A large element to almost anything you want to be successful at, especially in the creative arts or the entertainment business, is uh, if you just keep moving forward and don't go away. <laughs> that's 99% of this.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think so.
0: <laughs> but I think, well, you don't know anything. You're only you don't know anything at all. But I'm trying. I'm trying. To- <laughs> you think yeah. you think nothing. No, uh, (laughs) your instinct is right, and I could tell that about you guys, and when I meet comics, most of the time, you don't know. You never know. Someone can be fucking hilarious, and this is why I never judge who's going to stick around based on the quality of their comedy, is because someone can be fucking hilarious and quit. It happens a lot. Someone could even get TV credits and quit, stop doing it, stop doing comedy. It's not why they did it. Some people get into comedy to pursue writing jobs. Or they don't know that's why they get into it. But then you get that first six figure writing job, and then you're like, you know, sneaking out to do shitty bar shows isn't exactly my priorities list. I got kids at home. So maybe I don't love stand up as much as I thought. Now, I'm not one of those people. I only reason I do anything is to feed my stand up comedy. So it's uh it's Doing stand-up comedy has now become uh, a mandate in my life Very much like skateboarding is If it's absent, I get depressed I'm a worse person I'm a worse husband And a worse father If I don't do stand-up and I don't skate It has to be both things I'm really not looking forward to being a, a crippled old man When I, I can't skate <laughs> But uh, hopefully that never happens I know a lot of old dudes who skate. Yeah. What?
1: I was just saying. Yeah. I... Oh, <laughs> shut up. Look, <laughs>
0: the <laughs> um, the point is, I knew that about these guys, and I that they were in it. That everything they do is kind of to feed their stand-up comedy. You know, this podcast. I wouldn't do this if. Uh, if I didn't think it was going to create more fans who would thereby come see me do stand-up comedy. Controlling my uh, my circumstances, my comedic circumstances, is wildly important because then I get to control when and where and how I do stand-up comedy. Now, I always kind of knew I was a lifer, similar to... Uh, to Quinn and Adam, who uh, you can kind of look in their eyes and be like, well, fuck, they're not going anywhere. <laughs> Luckily, they're kind. I felt the same way about skateboarding, where I was like, well, I just can't ever stop doing this. And there would be points in my life where I would, like, skip a few weeks or months or even and be like, God, I'm just depressed, pile of shit, and I'll go skate for 10 minutes and be like, I'm back, baby! I'm feeling good again. Comedy, same life. Same thing. And so because I always knew that about me and skateboarding, when I started doing stand-up comedy, it was that same thing. People were like, oh, it's going to take 10 years till you fucking get an act, you know, till you find your voice or whatever. Mm. And that sounded so sexy to me that that the way people mm-hmm. would describe finding your voice or just being able to like get up there and do an hour casually and kill
1: oh boy did
0: i want that quinn would you say that's your carrot
1: uh yeah i definitely want to be able to do uh, an hour and not feel like that's a difficult thing um and yeah I, you know i just want to i obviously want to find my voice uh more i think i'm Starting to, I don't want to say that, I find, but like more of me on stage. Um, and yeah, I want to eventually do that.
0: Would you say that is more of a carrot than the fame and accolades? Oh, yeah. Or the potential money?
1: Uh, yeah, definitely.
0: Just having the muscle, right?
1: Yeah, I just, I love stand up and I want to be really good at it. I love that.
0: Never going to happen, but it's good to dream. Who are your favorite comics?
1: Uh, I like Norm Macdonald a lot. Oh
0: boy, good choice. Big fan. Definitely of him. up there for me as well.
1: Norm Macdonald, uh, Patrice, uh, you know, elephant in the room. Love it. Uh, the greats.
0: So you got a good Mount Rushmore cooking.
1: Yeah, uh, I like you know Burr, uh, who is similar to Patrice in some in some ways, but I, I like both of them a lot. Um, I like uh, Brigazzi. I'm a big fan of. Um, oh God, who else? I got I like a lot, a lot of comments. Uh, Tommy John again, I like a lot. I'm a big fan of his too. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, the list goes, you know, on and on. But
0: we were leaving off a pretty key player.
1: And Taylor. There
2: Clark. it
0: is. Well, uh, <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's uh, not every day you get mentioned in the same breath as Patrice <laughs> O'Neal. And even if I had to force it
2: a little bit, it's nice
0: to be considered in the same group as Patrice and Bill Burr. And Tommy Monaghan or whoever you said. No, he's great. <laughs> Those, that's a great list. So it's definitely up there. Carlin, I think, has just gotta be, you know, yeah. the clown jewel almost. Like, he's the Mount Rushmore. He, like, solely holds the Mount Rushmore of all of the Mount Rushmores the people you mentioned have built for themselves.
1: No, absolutely. Yeah.
0: And I listen to Carlin, and I honestly don't laugh the whole time. Like, a lot of his specials I'll listen to just almost in awe and less of a, like, laugh out loud reaction. Sure. Yeah. Some of it I'm like, I guess this is, like, the medium of stand-up comedy, like, the label still applies to the special but it's like there's like 10 laughs in the whole thing i forget which one i'm talking about but even then i'm like this is like one of the best things i've ever heard
1: yeah very very articulate and uh very technically proficient
0: oh my god amazing just ver and just the vocabulary alone is yeah that you know something to behold so um so so D- to-, to wind this up the-, the reason why I think this is such a wonderful fit And why I'm glad that you just told us All six things that happened in your life
2: <laughs>
0: You have a girlfriend right now? I do not No kids No Your job delivering pizzas Yup yeah. And if anybody asks you what you do now You get to tell them Well I'm an aspiring stand-up comedian And I appreciate uh, For now on if you do use the word aspiring quit.
2: Okay. Let's be honest.
0: I don't like a lot of these young comics doing mics and producing a show at a mechanic-themed bar in North Everett being like, I'm a comedian. (laughs) I, uh, I mean, yes. In the same way that all you have to do is buy a skateboard and go to the skate park and you can be like, I'm a skateboarder. Look at me. You can't tell me I'm not. Look, check, check, skateboard, check. At the skate park, check riding a skateboard, check. Tiggas, you know, you know, I'm a comedian. Look, name on the open mic list. You know what it says at the top of that list? Comedians.
1: It sounds pretty. Comedian sign up. It says, <laughs> who who's
0: signing up? Non comedians. <laughs> I'm holding the microphone. I got an Instagram handle and a website. I'm a fucking comedian. <laughs> this is, uh, there should be more to that title. Sounds Aspiring legit. comedian I don't know. sounds nice. <laughs> it's honest. It shows you have goals. Gives people an idea of what you want to do. But when people ask you, you could say, now, anyway, you could say, uh, well, hold on. New music. This is Quinn Conversation music. Let's go with the flute.
1: Oh, okay. I don't know what that means, but it feels bad. <laughs>
0: no, this is
1: perfect. That feels underwhelming, but okay.
0: So, so. Hey, Quinn, so what do you do?
1: I do stand-up comedy. What? No, I'm doing you. Oh, okay.
0: I'll, I'll, I won't I will make you sound like a little pussy, okay? I'll let the flutes do, do the heavy that, Yeah, okay. God, that makes me laugh All right Hey, Quinn, so what do you do? Well, I'm an aspiring comedian Fuck, no, this is terrible (laughs) Okay, so So, Quinn, what do you do? Well, I'm an aspiring comedian But I'm also the producer of a hit podcast Oh, that's terrible (laughs) <laughs> the flute is obnoxious. It sounds like a dog whistle in the background. No, oh, I'll give you I'll give you a cool All right, so wait, your conversations are not flute and boat We're just gonna do the rock and roll beat variation one. So Quinn <laughs> Heard you heard you do some stuff, man. What do you do? You? Well I am an another... All right, we're done. Um <laughs> You just say you just say I got it. I'm an aspiring comedian, but I also produce a thing. It's a thing called a podcast and a YouTube with a Patreon that has no patrons. Uh, <laughs> we we <laughs> got to cut that whole segment. <laughs> that was, I mean, one some of the most unlistenable several seconds. A minute? How long was that whole thing? Uh,
1: about a minute, yeah. Oof.
0: Leave it in. Hey, Quinn, what do you do? Ah, well, you know, uh, Taylor told me to stop telling people I'm a comedian, so uh, I guess uh, I'm an aspiring comedian now. But really what I am is a producer. Yeah, no big deal. I just run a pretty good YouTube channel for, uh, I don't know if you've heard of him, Trailer Park. Um, He... Oh, sorry, Taylor Clark. Um, He is, um, yeah, pretty big deal. He was interviewed in... Thrasher magazine, low carb magazine, and also um, he he self produced an album. Anyways, um, my dad's in the CIA. <laughs> you should probably just kiss the ring now, before I am uh, one of the most famous people in all of Seattle podcasting. <laughs> Anyway, there you got your new calling card, your new intro there, Quinn. All right. The, the flute only works if your voice is like, Hello. My name is Quinn Fitzgerald.
2: <laughs>
0: and I'm a big deal. Whether you think so or not.
1: I, I like this flute guy. The flute, the flute guy. The flute guy cool. Some balls. I like so. Flute so guy. this is
0: co- Cocky Quinn. Is flute oboe uh, variation one. Okay. Make a note. Hey, motherfucker! <laughs> I, I'm I'm bumping you on this open mic list. You son of a bitch. Cocky <laughs> <laughs> Quinn, who still doesn't have that much play. He's like, yeah, yeah I know I came late, but put me up fourth. I got places to go, but I'm not in a huge rush. Put me up fourth, goddammit. It's Quinn. The producer.
1: This is getting a little too accurate. This is getting a little too close. Is this actually how you are (laughs) acting? I don't follow Quinn around in the upper mic space. He does
0: have this attitude around town. Pretty (laughs) close. Um aspiring comedian but mostly producer quinn fitzgerald seems to have a nice little run actually not a lot of trauma didn't bring anything up anyway it wasn't like well i did recover from
1: cancer at eight right
2: uh, i haven't done anything like that no
0: what was um, the most traumatic thing that happened to you at these 22 years
1: um, are we having like a, like a weird, like an honest moment or like a like yeah, a, yeah, okay. yeah? I mean, I'm um, gonna make fun of you for I it. I I uh, I've oh, I, uh, I have, I've have OCD, so that's been a thing. Okay,
0: diagnosed OCD, diagnosed OCD. Did you go to therapy for that diagnosis? I
1: did, an actual therapist. And um, do you
0: still go to actual therapists? No,
1: she's psychotic, so I don't see her much, but <laughs> she's diagnosed, she, she should be. Uh, but no, I, she, I, yeah, OCD, uh, started young age. I didn't know until probably like last year or something like that. And so that's been a thing, but over, other than that, nothing real.
0: What has been the thing about it?
1: Um, just like weird neuro neurotic, uh, tendencies. And like, I got to do like, um, uh, this is going
0: to be great for the podcast. (laughs) You're obsessive. Focused on detail?
1: Very, very (laughs) uh, obsessive-oriented thought patterns and habits and a little bit of a hoarder. That's a thing.
0: Okay, okay. Sentimental?
1: uh, No, just like don't know when to throw stuff out. So I just have like a bunch of trash around and stuff. Okay. So, yeah, but that kind of stuff. Could it be –
0: would hoarding be too nice? Could we (laughs) – (laughs) <laughs> Diagnosis as a general slobbery.
1: Yeah, we we could very much so.
0: So you're just filthy, dirty, twenty two year old, which is let's be honest, normal.
1: Fairly normal, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, that's like kind of the biggest thing though, just the OCD stuff. Uh, and how does
0: that manifest usually?
1: Uh, man, I get like in my head a lot, and then which is good for writing, but like sure, um, everything else just. But is like, this
0: like turn the stove off fourteen times, touch the doorknob, kind uh, of shit?
1: Not so much that, but like, um, well, I did, I do check the oven sometimes. I'll like check that thing multiple times and, or I'll, uh, uh, wash my hands a lot. I wash my hands. Um, I, during the, when everything was shut down, I was washing my hands probably, uh, like 30 times a day, 40 times a day is like a, a few minutes, every few minutes. Okay. So that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, germification. Phobia. Okay, now we're talking. Sorry, <laughs> I didn't mean to. No, you're fine. Weird, uh, uh, social stuff. Where I'm just like, if I'm in my head too much, I like, it can't interact with people. It, I podcast. that really?
0: But I mean, I would just, I would think either comedy is really helpful for that, or probably really unhealthy for that.
1: Oh, it, it's actually great because I, um, I need a proj, I need an ongoing project that's never done, and comedy's great for that. I need yeah, a- I think
0: I have OCD. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I just need like a thing that like, um, I can constantly think about if I need to. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. comedy is
0: probably awesome for that. I mean, Fantastic. I can just think, I'm not diagnosed OCD, but um, I can relate to that style of uh, you know, mental perspective because the whole time I've been doing stand-up, it's been kind of like aiming towards this like bigger act that I had a vision of From like the first time I started And why I never ended up putting myself out there uh, As a comedian Until recently Was a lot because of that Yeah, Because I was like well my act's not done I haven't you know Fully finished the grand vision So all the I don't have all the puzzle pieces together I'm not ready to show everybody my puzzle Yeah Interesting And Do you feel like you're getting better?
1: Uh, it, 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 the OCD stuff? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, I think I, I've gotten better at managing it. That's really the big thing. Like, it's never... You used to it. Yeah, you get used to it. You figure out a little, like, what you need to uh, function um, as a normal person. And I do some of that stuff. And, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, I, I definitely have gotten better at that stuff. And comedy's helped out a lot, actually, so...
0: That's great and um brothers or sisters
1: i have one younger brother
0: and you guys still live in the same house together
1: yeah yeah still live in the same house together uh, see we got to
0: make this successful uh so that you can get out yeah. of that yeah. house oh yeah uh-huh. we got to get quinn his own place guys we need our listeners to start signing up to that patreon start chipping in Start telling your friends, and not because it's a good podcast and you want to, but because you don't want Quinn to live with his parents anymore. <laughs> with his probably much cooler, more handsome, younger brother.
1: I feel like some of those are a stretch, but younger is true. Um, <laughs> and he's in high school now, which is crazy to me, but newly in high school.
0: And is he addicted to gaming?
1: Uh, he's a, I think so. He's on his iPad most of the day. So Probably. Wibbly. Yeah.
0: Well, you better tell him. You get over that right now, or you're going to have crippling OCD.
1: That's all. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell him that. It's...
0: You can go to him like an old man and be like, well, when I was your age, I didn't know I was going to turn into a big successful producer. <laughs> Would have happened a lot sooner if I didn't waste all those years gaming. What's your, what's your brother's
1: name? My brother's name is Chase.
0: Listen, motherfucking kid. <laughs> if you don't get your shit together, hop off that goddamn iPad. You're never going to make it in this YouTube universe. Take it from me. <laughs> Quinn. Your older fucking brother, that too. You don't recognize me with these $3,000 sunglasses on and this amazing beard I paid money to surgically have implanted. (laughs) (laughs) Just know I love you, okay?
1: (laughs) Quinn out. Does that mean that I shaved my beard and then surgically implanted a new beard on? (laughs) Yeah, a healthier,
0: stronger beard.
1: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Sure. (sighs)
0: <sighs> and this is how Quinn found out Taylor doesn't respect his beard <laughs> Quinn has a beard and I'm like Psh. Here's the thing I, have, I don't have a beard I can barely grow six pubes on my face and I comb them around to look like a beard But I do have a nice bushy walrus mustache Cooking right now I usually like to take my face down with a number one, number two even. No, no, no. Yeah, around a number two or number three. Even, all the way around. But right now, I've just been kind of trimming. Doing a little beard maintenance. And this is a section we call the most boring part of the podcast. (laughs) Hey, did you guys hear that really sick part of the pod where Taylor and Quinn just talk about their facial hair uninterestingly for minutes? Because you should skip that part. All right. Where are we at time-wise?
1: Uh, we are about an hour, hour ten.
0: Oh, boy. All right. Well, let's wrap this up. With a little world-saving action. All right, guys. Oh, we're going to bring in the organ for this because I want to save the world in like a real churchy vibe. Organ variation, two. Save the world. That's a great sample. Um, all right, guys. So I've come to the conclusion that the only way they were going to turn this ship around, global warming, our slow slip into fascism around the globe, is we got to take united action together, right? Right? as a goof (laughs) I've realized that the only way we're gonna be able to unite the people around the country outside of politics oh get out of your bubble you know what I mean the only way we're gonna get people to do that is if we do it with a meme or something like a joke it's got to be funny you know cuz people get behind it if it's a joke there was a thing in um skateboarding where there was a very famous well-received video game from ea sports called skate now if you go to the um was it espn no was it what's the game company that makes games ea sports right i said that right EA sports uh ea sports made this game called skate and skateboarding Uh, got behind a campaign to get them to make a new version of it or just to redistribute the old one even called Make EA Skate Again, right? On social media, because it was fun to do, (laughs) every single time EA Sports posted anything on their social media, skateboarders, Thousands of them, hundreds of thousands, dare I say millions of them, would troll the posts with comments like, Make EA Skate again. Why don't you guys make EA Skate again? Hey, you guys remember that game you made called EA Skate? Make it again. And they did this for years, and it was fucking successful. Eventually, EA Sports did make it again. And now I got big ideas. We should do this for all kinds of shit. Reassign the police, for example. This is a hilarious campaign. Get the pigs to kill the pigs. Pigs on pigs crime. I mean, there's a million ways. We'll come up with more creative slogans, but it would, yeah, I just think it would work because it's funny and also because it is a good idea. You know what I mean? Like, why not the police? Just become like hardcore environmentalist heroes and they can use all their weaponry and their militarized police stations to fucking actually put them to good use you know go drive over a bunch of fucking pigs with those police tanks they need to die even PETA says that so um go kill the pigs pigs on pigs my other idea um shark tank should be hosted by Greta Thoenberg because um, we can get all of the future entrepreneurs to start making sure all of their cool, new, fun ideas are environmentally uh, progressive. And if the rest of the country was watching a show every week hosted by Greta Thunberg and fucking Mark Cuban and all of the ideas had to be essentially like world-saving ideas, they don't have to be jokes, you know? But they, I'm just, you know, for future entrepreneurs who go on the new Shark Tank, uh, they should be. They'll have more success. So I think between Pigs on Pigs, have Greta Thornberg host Shark Tank. We're getting a lot closer to saving the world. But I got a new one in the spirit of... In the spirit of save... Uh, make EA skate again. I'm going to start trolling billionaires to donate money to some of these more awesome environmental causes, which, uh, note, Quinn, we got to look up all of the the greatest environmental causes that we can support with some of these campaigns that aren't corrupted by fucking, you know, terrible people. Um, And we can start to focus on those a little bit. But I think we should troll billionaires and just... Uh, tell first off the skateboarding world that they're um, hoarding a bunch of legendary skate footage and that they're behind like famous spots getting uh, like like skate knobbed and stuff like that Um, and then that way we can get everyone to start trolling them until their social media is so clogged up with shit that they have to give two billion dollars to the pigs on pigs you know reassign the police campaign you know what I'm saying? My first idea is I'm going to go on daytime television, and you guys hear, heard it here first, but I'm going to go on daytime television eventually, and I'm just going to casually mention that Mike Bloomberg is uh, got a ton of secret Tom Penny footage from the 90s that nobody's ever seen, and he refuses to release. Now, if even some people believe that, which it's very believable, you know, he has tons of money, and he wanted to buy things that were cool, so he was like, who's a cool skateboarder? Oh, Tom Penny? All right, why is he cool? His footage rules? Oh, I'll buy that, right? Totally a Bloomberg move. And if we can convince people that that's what happened, oh, he'll be pestered relentlessly for the rest of his life until he pays up. Now think of all the other ideas we could do to billionaires to just essentially troll them into fixing the world as a goof. How effective do you guys think it would be? Let's do it together. Let's play around with this concept, all united like all the addictive ticklers. I don't know if I'm gonna call you guys that, listeners. Do you guys want to be the addictive ticklers? <laughs> uh, I like I like you guys can be Taylor Trash, or you could be uh, you could enter the Tatrix. You could come into my lab Labora Taylor. <laughs> Which is what, I, what I'm calling my garage now Welcome to the lab Otherwise known as the Labora Taylor um, Here on Addictive Tickle Taylor has the craziest ego ever <laughs> IRL I, I think I'm quite modest But uh, In the Labora Taylor Oh My ego's getting nuts <laughs> Anyways guys um, We're going to save the world as a goof Send me your ideas. Do you have other jokey ideas that actually are good ideas to save the world? Let's talk about them here. Let's try to raise them up, platform them. You know? I think we, I think we got potential here for this segment. What do you think, Quinn? I think so. Don't sound very enthused. I,
1: I think it's a killer idea and we're, we're gonna we're gonna save the world. Right here.
0: I'll be honest, Quinn, the, your your level of enthusiasm in the years that I've known you, um, the, it pretty much only goes to a three.
1: Yeah, that's pretty, <laughs> that's pretty accurate.
0: I think if Quinn got a phone call right now that was like, hey, uh, you just got your, your Fallon set is coming up <laughs> next week. He'd be like, Wow. <laughs> And that would be that be the level be the That would be the height of his excitement
1: That would be it right there like With the flute sound in the background
0: <laughs> Hey Quinn uh, Jimmy Fallon just called They're looking for a 22 year old troll bearded young man To open up the comedy section of their show tonight That's how they talk A comedy section of their show tonight Anyways uh, we think he'd be perfect What do you think? Yeah, motherfucker! You're goddamn right. They want Quinn. They know talent when they see it. Here I come. Because, <laughs> because flute Quinn is actually quite cocky. Oh yeah. <laughs> Let's do a more, more realistic Quinn. <laughs> oh I got it. I got it. I got it. <laughs> Hey, uh, Comedy Central's on the phone, Quinn. They said uh, they want to buy not just your half hour, but your full hour, and they're going to pay you double what they normally pay people, $900.
2: Oh.
0: Well, uh, can I bring my cookie? (laughs) (laughs) Actually, they have a very strict no-food policy of Comedy Central. Oh, well. I guess I'll do it. I mean, just gonna ask my mom first. (laughs) 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 All right, everybody. We did it. We did a full episode. I think it was pretty good. It was organized. There were segments. There was music. There was fun. There was laughing. I wasn't terribly ripped. Uh, Sometimes I have a habit of doing a bong rep or smoking weed like almost immediately before I start recording. And I'll be honest, those aren't the best episodes. (laughs) And I didn't do that for this episode, which is why I was just maybe a little more dialed in to the conversation, to the things that were happening. Maybe it was because I wrote down segments. Maybe it was because I did any preparation whatsoever. But we all know what the real reason is. Quinn's here. He's just making it making everything happen, providing magic. And doing a great job of staying quiet right now. I was worried. <laughs> no, no, no. Stop, don't ruin it. Okay. I was worried he was gonna interrupt. <laughs> and he didn't. Which means he's learning. Thank you, Quinn, for joining us again today. Thank you for taking the reins on this experiment in the labora taylor inside the tatrix Thanks for having me. on addictive tickle send me your ideas everybody listen send me a voicemail send me a message tell me what's going on how do you like this show how do you like quinn go listen to my album do you guys know i have a full album of an hour of stand-up comedy out there on all of the platforms And you guys should fucking check it out It's my life's work <laughs> It took me 15 years to do an hour of stand-up comedy I can riff an hour podcast <laughs> You guys heard it? The album is better than the podcast I hope people think that God, wouldn't that be awful? <laughs> His album was okay But did you hear that episode of the podcast Where he did flute sounds it's, uh, <laughs> I mean, he's groundbreaking those jokes he took over a decade to polish. I, who gives a fuck? <laughs> when I listen, I, I, I listen to the podcast for Eddie Take a Hats's. <laughs> His little segments are my favorite. That's real comedic talent right there. An over the top Bugs Bunny meets fucking Fozzie Bear accent. <laughs> anyway, guys, thanks for joining me. I love you. We'll, we're gonna do this every week for sure. We're here every fucking week. I'm not missing any more weeks. And exciting news! I'm gonna do an extra episode all by myself for my patrons, just for my patrons. If you want to hear those extra episodes, you gotta, you gotta get, you gotta sign up to the Patreon. All right, guys. I love you. Goodbye. Addictive tickle. We out.